Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh my god, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do! Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome back to Should I Delete That? It's Monday morning. Not for us, but it is for you. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm watching The Office again at the moment and I I am just David Brent. I feel like I just embarrass myself a lot. With what I say, I'm awkward. I'm just awkward. The worst thing, Daisy has to keep that in because it was so good because it's so true. You are David Brent, but also my mic wasn't recording. So it was just you saying that all by yourself. Good morning, it's Monday morning. Not for us, but it's for you. Oh God. We've only been doing this for like, what, 10 months? Like, I know. Amateur hour. Amateur, I'm two, two a week for 10 months. What the fuck's wrong with us? So much. I, can't, I haven't even got time to get into that. But I'm quite relieved because I just chowed down on an Oreo really quickly before we started recording and I didn't know if it would be down fully in time before it was my turn to speak. And I'm pleased to report it is. So Whereabouts Ooh. is it? Is it still a esophageal level? No, we've gone. She's on the way down. Probably in line with my okay. nips about now. <laughs> Which are getting increasingly lower to the ground, can I just say. Are they? We're losing them, yeah. Because your boobs are growing? Yeah, they're so big now, but then also they just sort of they just sort of go south, really. Like, they just... I feel like they've sort of, like, gone off the side of a hill. You know what I mean? <laughs> How many cup sizes do you think they've increased by? You know, I need... I actually need to go and get fitted. I was super influenced. I need to go to a bra fitting. Because I used to be a 32E, and there is not a fucking chance in hell. I've just had to pack up... That's This is my good. I've had to pack up all my shit. Um, Have you? Well, yeah. And I'm really happy that I've done it. I packed yeah. up... I went to Robert Dyer's and I bought... Who's that? It's not Sorry, really... <laughs> Who's Robert Dyer's? <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Sorry, I don't know why that took me by such surprise. It's a shop. Who's Robert? Oh, Robert Dyer's. It's... Yeah, Robert yeah. Robert Dyer's. Robert Dyer's. White yeah. font, red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? What's the shop? Yes, what kind of shop? Um, there are different kinds of shops. What I saw when I went in there is what I got. So yeah. I got laun- I got storage bags. You can get like laundry oh. basket, clothes, horses, irons, stuff you're gardening. Like kind of all the practical stuff that you probably just buy on Amazon. You can go and buy in real life there. Like you can buy like a oh. doormat from there or like, um, I don't know, like really neat. Like when I knew I needed storage bags, like and I wanted the ones that you can go with a hoover and make them like shrink 
I yes, like, there is one guy for this job, and that is not Jeff Bezos. It's Robert Dias. Either way, a man is coming to the is rescue. This a UK, of course, it's a UK hardware retailer. Um, I, this, I think, this could be why it's only in the south. It's only in London and Southeast England. Um, is and the owner is that that Theo Pathetis, Pathetis, <gasps> the guy from Dragon's from Den. Den. Yeah, I had to say his name. I do know that Pathetis. Oh, anyway, yeah. Wow. So okay, well, I didn't expect you to take me to quite down that road. I didn't think you'd give a shit that I went to Robert Dyer's to buy storage bags, but here we are. Um, <laughs> one does ever cease. Um, anyway, I went to Robert Dyer's and I bought my storage yeah. bags and I came back yeah. and I basically have packed up all of my stuff. Like, I had too much stuff anyway. I've packed, I've split things into categories. I've put stuff that, like, won't fit again until I've had the baby yeah. and maybe won't fit again afterwards, but I'll reassess. We'll see how we go. So that's okay. like all my jeans, like my little... Turns out I wear a lot of crop tops, which apparently is inappropriate when you're pregnant. Ugh, boo, who knew? Um, so like my little crop tops. According to Rihanna, it's not. I know. And I just wish I could be Rihanna, but I'm just not. So like, yeah, like all my little croppies, all my jeans, all my tight shit, basically, like that just does, doesn't fit. has all gone into storage. And okay. then like all my bras as well, because like that's, that's how we got into this, because they're um, like... My back is no longer 32 and these cups are no way in E anymore. So I need to go and get refitted. I'm living in sports bras at the moment. Okay. And then yeah. there's a organisation that my mum and I, my mum volunteers for all year round, but I, I volunteer with at Christmas when I'm back at my mum's and they're called The Branch and they're amazing. They're very local to her, but I think like other, so other towns and villages have sort of similar things um and it's the sort of hub by which like the food bank works out of but also um where my mum's from is a actually i don't know if i can yeah i can uh where my mum's um from as well is a town that is um uh, there's a women's shelter so they we they do a lot to support these women and right now they have a lot yeah. of ukrainian women that they're supporting and so i was talking to uh, the lady that runs it and they need a lot of winter clothes because obviously they came over here in the summer and they're still here so um i packed up the rest of my stuff and it's all going there so i basically well done have done the thing that i've been talking about doing for so long and i did it on thursday and friday and now it's all done it feels so good. Like, how like do you have stuff left? Because by the sound of it, you packed every everything up. Like, <laughs> you got stuff gone. left. Yeah, I filled five <laughs> of those. No, six or five or seven of those vacuum bags. It was pretty impressive. Um, those That's big really ones. good. Yeah, that's I have really good. Some stuff left. I don't have a lot. Like, but then I bought some new stuff. Like, I bought some dresses that I hope, like, just super stretchy that has got that I've got room the whole way through. Um, and now what I have, it's a capsule wardrobe and it should last me until she's here or thereabouts. Like just, as, I'll just be in the same like five or six outfits, but you guys can just get good with that. Like I did a load of like, like I've got like Uniqlo thermals and like M&S like tight tops, like that sort of thing. And then okay, like, nice. yeah. And then dresses for when we're recording, like tight dresses. Like I'm wearing the viral skins one right now, which is jury still Yeah, up. baby. <laughs> um but yeah uh, i did yeah. it we're not convinced nice do you know what? i really really want to do that but and i so look forward to doing it but when i get there i feel totally like 
incapacitated like I cannot make a decision on anything like no. suddenly I'm like I, even I'll agonize over a pair of socks like I don't know what to do do I suppose I just I, I I feel stuck with the indecision I can't bear it but I love the idea of doing it but I just can't do that it that was me before I think this is this has changed me fundamentally as a human being in very distressing ways that I'm not used to like I seem okay. to be quite tidy and organized now it's really weird like I don't like mess anymore I like that. that's good Mm. Oh wow! I know. Like I see it, and I'm like, oh. Like I got home yesterday, oh, wow. and I just saw a mess, and I was like, I can't, and I just have to like, I can't sit down until it's all sorted and perfect. Really? But, yeah, which is very new, and like all the clothes and stuff. Like I just, I had to have it done. Like I, was, I just, like every day I was just getting too annoyed. I was like, I'm coming in here, and none of my fucking shit fits, and it makes me feel so bad about myself, and I just can't do this anymore. I have to do it. So I just did it. And I was fucking well ruthless. Done. And I picked up all this stuff and I was like, God, gone, gone. Never wearing that again. Who do well I think done. I am? I, but I oh am God, a, I'm so proud of you. I'm a new person. Thank you so much. I know I'm really proud of me too. Well Alex done. genuinely couldn't believe it. He was like, who are you and what have you done with my wife? It's <laughs> like, she's dead, babe. She's gone. Rest in peace. No, that's, I'm really pleased for you. And oh my God, there is, there is, like to have a wardrobe I mean I don't have this but to have a wardrobe where you can just go and everything there fits you you know you like it it looks good on you you're excited to wear it like that is the dream stunning yeah 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 I'm not quite in the like good body confident bit of pregnancy where I think that everything looks good on me I feel like when she's like really big not talking about my seventh person talking about the baby um (laughs) But like, I feel like when it's a bit bigger, <laughs> the bump, I mean, when she's really big, um, when the bump is bigger, I think I'll feel better. Uh, right now, okay. I just feel a slightly awkward stage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A bit like in limbo. Like, are you pregnant? Are you not? Yeah. Although I do keep forgetting. Like, I looked, I looked down yesterday and I was like, oh my God, like, what did I eat for lunch? And then I was like, oh no, wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have not eaten Forgot. the baby. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> But it, mu- it must be weird to, like, watch your body change completely outside of your control. Completely. Like, you literally have no control about uh, about it. No, and, like, control it's totally it. fine. And, like, obviously no biggie. Can't work that out. And, yeah, like, it's totally fine. Like, and obviously it's, like, 100% worth it. And it's also, like, a total miracle. I was saying this last night to my friend. And he was saying... He was like, like, doesn't it blow your mind? And I was like, no, it really doesn't. He was like, no, 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 I don't think, like, doesn't it blow your mind? And I was like, no, yes. Like, it ri-. and he was like, because it's blowing my mind. I was like, no, no, whatever it's doing to your mind, it's like, like on acid over here. Because it's just like, yeah. I've been minding my business and I've just made a child, a baby with bones and a brain and all these kidneys and heart, like, and blood. And it's got a personality. And I'm just... Like sitting here eating Pringles, and, and it's not active. That's the thing. You're not actively doing anything. No, That's I'm not the following weird any thing. Instructions. Like it happens with or without you, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Just but I mean, you up. fundamentally have to be there for it to happen. But you know what I mean. Your behaviors and your actions, like there's very little you can do, really. Yeah. Very strange. It's so weird. Very oh weird. God. I know. I feel like yeah. I don't because you send me into that spin. I'm I'm with you. I'm spinning. It's a spin. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's Shit. weird. And she, and I can feel her kicking now. Alex felt her kick for that's probably should be my good actually. Alex felt her kick for the first time like a couple of oh. nights ago. And that's so, like that made it so real. Like like yeah, it, it was like I mean, I've got the evidence because I've seen the scans and stuff, but like I don't know, just having him like 
feel her. Like, oh, my God. sister's pregnant the same, literally very, very similar timings to you. Like, I think your due dates are just like days apart. Um, and we felt hers kick the other day. It was so cool and so weird. It's and then so also weird. we could feel it like it's hard on one side and then it goes soft again and oh, like moves we to the other side. you saying we could feel it's hard and... on? I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> no, it's a girl as well. Everyone's having a girl. It's so weird. Everyone's yeah. having a girl. Molly Mae's it's having bizarre. a girl. Yeah, you're having a girl. My sister's having a girl. Um, Lottie's just had her Lottie Dryland's just had her girl Lottie's had her girl weird so weird no everybody's at it weird everybody's at it all the girls yeah it's a matriarchy I'm not mad about it no it's cool it's really cool yeah very cool um yeah that's a really surreal thing so yeah Molly May Molly May's having a girl really happy for her but I'm I'm in a bit of a I'm, I'm in a bit of a situation with me and me and Moles because I'm following her and obviously comparing myself to her extensively because that's like this she's my pregnancy buddy whether she knows it or not and um <laughs> she bought a pair of low uggs today and i thought yeah everyone's buying this these low uggs i can't yeah. do it and i've no, and i can't do it i know I, do it. I know i know i know i can't do it but maybe i can ah ah who I am i stick to your guns don't what are do my it. guns I have no, I've got no, no authenticity and no integrity because I flake on all of this shit. I always say no. I resisted Crocs for like two decades. Now look at me. Never been happier. I think I'm going to wear them out tonight with my skin's dress. I'm quite fickle too. So I'll probably be wearing Uggs in a few weeks. But as it stands right now, (laughs) gross. I'm not there. I'm not there. That's probably my bad. I saw, I saw Molly May's story this morning. And she and she had the Uggs and I thought, they do look comfy. They do look very fucking comfy. However, buy yourself a pair of Uggs slippers because like, you can be comfy at home. No, I don't like slippers. You know, not in, very sinister. Not in public. No, I don't like them. I think I don't People... like my feet getting that hot. <laughs> do you remember when I was like, I needed some slippers? I can't remember what we were talking about on the podcast. I think I was just saying like, I haven't found the right pair of slippers. And so many people sent me their examples and I was had to be really polite with all of them but none of them worked and one was a pair they're called Tootsies they're so disgusting they're a giant pair I think this person thought I wanted grip okay which I do I do want I do want grip because wooden floors but I also want comfort and like softness and niceness and like warmth you know and these were like plastic plastic like grippies but it's one where the toe goes into each individual little pocket no, thing and i was again. like oh thank you little pockets <laughs> thanks i hate slippers i think they're really now. sinister you just don't want to get hot feet like why would you want i hot, love them. why would you want sweaty feet how foul i probably said this last time but in german they're, they're translated their german word for slippers is translated translate di- the german word for slippers translates Oh my god. The okay? German word for slippers translates directly as house shoes and I love that. That was not worth it. That No. That no, was it wasn't. It. But also I just wear outside <laughs> shoes inside, which is apparently quite You really do. I've noticed that, but that's so uncomfortable. No, I don't like to be barefoot. I find that uncomfortable. Particularly I don't like to be barefoot, which is why you need slippers. No, but you need I need support, particularly in my current condition, my stupid sciatica. I have to wear like proper shoes with proper support. You're not going to get you that get, from like, a house. Birkenstock slippers. No, I'm just going to stay in my trainers and potentially my arms. Okay. If I get influenced yeah. in the way I think I'm probably about to be. I can't believe this. I can't believe this is happening. 
we're at risk of losing uh, listeners again. We always do this. We kind of get deep into a conversation and I forget where we are and what we're doing. And then I'm like, oh, um, like, <laughs> we have to back. keep people engaged. No, I've still got my, my odds from, from way back when at my mum's house. Oh, uh, get them back out. But no, they're not cut cool them. now because they're, no, they're, ooh. Cut them. Cut I them down to like low a... oaks. This is nuts how fickle we are. Like those, I'm like, boo. But like literally like they're like four <laughs> inches shorter. I'm like, woo. Like pathetic. I'm, I'm pathetic. pathetic. It's pathetic. Grow up. Get a grip. Get Tell a me grip. something good, bad, or awkward, please, Alex. Um, well, my good um is my good is that I just fucking love. Like nothing makes me happier than opening my Instagram inbox and seeing podcasting jokes in there. I shared <laughs> a photo of basically I did a drawing of Betty that was shocking, like truly, truly appalling. Um I've always had myself down for a drawer. Drawer? Is that what you call it? A drawer? An, an artist now. An artist, a drawer. An artist. <laughs> I've always like thought I've been quite good at drawing. Um, so my sister had an iPod and a pencil. iPad and a pencil. So cool, by the way. Want one, but not quite sure for what. But I gave it yeah, a go. Don't, I've got one and I don't use it nearly often enough. I did yeah, it lockdown. Kind of what I thought. There's fuck all else to do, but now I'm busy. But the novelty's quite fun. Um, draw a picture of, drew a picture of Betty. Shocking. Terrible. Shared it on my stories. And literally, I opened my put it up half an hour later open my dms and it was like fridge magnet fridge magnet fridge magnet fridge magnet and i'm still don't don't get the wrong end of the state because i'm still appalled and horrified by the idea of fr- idea of fridge magnets however i love the in jokes i love it when i see in jokes in the in my dms because i'm like people are actually listening you're gonna love it more when people send us photos of their fridges with our magnets yeah on I, do, I don't want horrible want drawing to go of into this this wasn't and an excuse. That horrible no, no. drawing of Betty yeah. reminded me of exactly what I was saying in the story last week about Sarah drawing Alex's friend's dead dog. That was, yes. it was of the same caliber, the same ilk. Well, then, then similar standard. Then your friend An should insult have been to the dog's memory. Happy with his dog picture because I. When you get home, Betty's going to be gone. Oh my god! She's going to be like, I'm moving out. I'm not doing it. I can't live with you anymore. You, I see how you view me. And I'm, I'm moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm packing. And she'll have one of those long sticks with a little red little red napkin oh, that serves yeah. as a little bag at the end. The three pigs. And she'll be around your sisters. Yeah. yeah, she'll be hanging out with the twins. She'll be like, take me in. That woman's got no fucking respect for me. I think and... she's more likely to do that <laughs> as a result of my mental breakdowns rather than how I draw her. But yeah, maybe. This might be the final straw. Maybe. But yeah, I love, I love, I just love an in joke because, and I mean, we always say this, but like, it's so weird to think that people are actually listening. I mean, I am I literally podcasting horrifying. from a drawer today. I am in a drawer. All my podcast equipment is in the drawer. I'm in front of the chest of drawers with the drawer out and that's how I'm podcasting. And then it's weird to think that people are actually listening. So yeah. Anyway, no. that's my good. I feel sorry for them. Most of the time. <laughs> Who are listeners? Yeah, same. To be yeah. fair, same. God, I've got so many goods. I can't believe I wasted my good on the storage bags. I'm really annoyed with myself. I have another good. You know, the hags. The hags went and oh, ran a half yes. marathon this weekend. That was really cool. So we had forty hags. Yeah, go and run a half marathon with um sweaty Betty. But the thing that reminded me is somebody sent me a message afterwards, being like, "Oh, I listened to. Should I delete that? Like to get through the half marathon? Oh no way! It's like, oh." Wow, why? Please, I feel so awkward. <laughs> yeah, why? Oh, I could have given you better <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> also, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Also, people kept saying when I met loads of the hags, they were like, oh, I know I know, I have to tell you that I love the podcast. I was like, oh my God, I sound like such a prick. <laughs> like, obviously that's become an in-joke now, but like anybody who's like standing in the vicinity... And people are coming up to me going, oh, I know, I know, I know we can't tell you, we can't talk to you until we've said that we love your podcast. I'm like, brilliant, brilliant. That's, that's great. That's good. That's, <laughs> it's a really good look at. That's the <laughs> reputation that you want. But also oh. you're loving it, right? Oh my God, a hundred, are you joking? Yeah. It's like, how lucky are we? It's the coolest Isn't thing in it? the whole world. It's so cool. Like literally it's the best. So cool. The best. Um, the fucking tit. Bad got bad tell me something bad go on bring us down you haven't brought us down in a while which i feel like oh my god it's unusual really do i normally bring us down sorry no al this is we've been very high for a while okay we okay, as fine. a duo have been so happy okay, recently fine. it's unusual fine. my bad <laughs> i'm gonna bring us down now my bad is that um you know i really feel like i have lost confidence in Instagram lost my confidence in my Instagram I'm feeling really funny about the whole thing like funny as in weird not haha I'm feeling like I don't know what to post I kind of do know what to post but then I really doubt it and like I work hard on making a post and I put it up and I just like I feel like I just want to take it down immediately like even before it's been seen I, I just feel like and I go through these phases but I'm just feeling so weird about like I just you know when you just lose confidence in what you should do and post and say on there and I just feel like I'm second guessing everything and it's really weird territory to be in because I'm like fuck this is my entire job and I'm like I feel like I'm terrified I don't really know why I get that do you I do yeah 100% like I felt it a lot I mean, like, all summer, really. Yeah. Because you can yeah. really get in a spin about it. Like, and I, I still am, you know. Like, I, I feel like I've got my... Not to rub it in. I feel like after a very long time without it, I finally got, like, my mojo back a bit. Yeah. But you, even... It seems like you have. I, I feel like I have. But even still, I have the, like, complete lack of confidence with my stories sometimes. Like, even yesterday... I did, I was just, I did a load of stories and they were really stupid about, um, I was trying to apply for a bank on Santander, this is actually my bad, anyway, but, um, and all these stupid job titles that were coming up and they were just so specific and so random. And and I was just doing these stories laughing about it and then as I was sitting there, I was just like, oh my God, maybe like, maybe these maybe these stories aren't good, like maybe I shouldn't say this because maybe it's insulting to people that like are like histogram people or like ornamental blacksmiths and like I don't want to insult anybody that's like whatever and (laughs) I just, and then I was going upstairs to my Alex and I was like, babe, like well I've upset people who like fit artificial limbs for a job, like do I I sound whatever and he's like what is wrong with you, it's funny And, and I can see objectively in my DMs people are laughing and it's like fun and people know my intention is not to whatever but I'm still quite in my head with stuff. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. I really knocked my own confidence back in the summer and I'm still trying to get back out of that. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I completely get you. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It is weird. I just feel like I'm scared of saying anything and everything. And then, yeah. like, <laughs> we keep living up to the name of this podcast because I put up an, um, a reel that I made. I fully stand behind. Like, I was blah, blah, blah. Um, put it up and then comments started coming through and like just I don't know like one comment was like that was 
doubting something or sort of semi-attacking something and I was like that's it gone it's just gone I don't know it just has to go okay so I, I took the reel down I and, and I was really I was really disappointed I'm not disappointed in you I was just I was sad for you that you had because when I saw it gone I was like oh god no like what's the thought what's happened here this is your text. So I'm like what is what why what's happened are you okay um but I, I actually I have some thoughts on this because I was thinking about that because my reel, I did a reel as well, same night as you, I think, about um, emailing like a man. And I basically just said like, I was like, yeah. I wrote one email that was like me writing it as a woman. And then I was like, but what if I replied like a man? And, and people have done this before. And it was just because of what we talked about the podcast last week with Deborah Francis White. And so I did it kind of inspired by that. And for the most part... The comments were really positive and people were like completely agreeing like oh I get this I get this I get this and then there were some people who were like this is sexist which is a load of shit and then a lot of women being like I'm not like I I don't do this whatever and I think for us this is sorry my logic is and I was getting sorry the long and short is I was getting some criticism some backlash some disagreements and some trolling on that comment section and I think what's interesting for what for us is we came up on Instagram when where our platforms were quite protected before reels you'd make a post and it would be shared but it would still be very much yours if somebody shared it on their stories you would have to click onto the post then read it then comment right so there was a kind of a step back so I feel like when people disagreed trolled whatever you want to say in the comments before it was a well thought out um in well not well intentioned but intentioned comment like it was a kind of and we would take it very personally because they were probably quite few and far between or whatever whereas now with the real style content because it's so quick and TikTok has completely changed the game. Like TikTok is so horrendous. Nobody's got any attachment to creators, right? Like we know that when we put stuff out to our followers, they're probably going to have a bit of respect for us because they know us as people. But on TikTok, you don't know the creator from Adam. You are scrolling stranger, 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 stranger. You can say fucking anything because there's no respect or love or anything and I think that's leaking into Instagram so much so now we'll create a reel and people that are not our target audience can leave comment after comment after comment and when it hits an algorithm or whatever you get so many comments but we're still in that old school way of thinking thinking it's our followers that are saying this to us but very often it isn't it's other people that have come from different spaces and they're just sounding off they don't know you they don't know your context they don't know your content they don't know anything so I'm trying to grow a much thicker skin with stuff now where the comments really, I just sort of leave them. Like I reply to the nice ones and I just leave the shit because it's like, I'm yeah. not even gonna, I'm not even gonna engage with it. Does that it's make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. And I think that's actually what happened the other night is that it was the real, it had been up for a while and I left it up and I think I had like a couple of, like not so great comments, but I was just like, whatever. And then it got shared by a really big account. And then I was, I wasn't flooded, but like there were a lot of people commenting who didn't feel like they were from, who didn't feel like they were from my space. And I was just like, I can't handle this. I just don't want to. And I agree with you. I want to create, I want to like grow a thick skin as well. But it's so funny, isn't it? Because it's like, sometimes I can, I can 
challenge myself to like grow the thick skin and then other times I'm like I just can't do it I'm really sorry I just can't do it and it's weird because like I'm the, the same person both of those times but like I was just like I don't know the other night I was like I just I'm just not in the right headspace for it right now and it just feels like Instagram and that landscape has changed so much yeah and it and I, I think other people must be feeling it as well. You know, I don't, I haven't spent as much time on there, like watching other people's stories and stuff. So I don't really, I haven't seen much, but I bet other people are feeling it as well. But it just, yeah. it feels a bit more hostile, don't know. Yeah, it does. Like when, now I'm back in it again, um, the, the comments in my DMs have never been nicer and comments from my followers have never been better. And I'm really enjoying being back in that space. But I think it is this yeah. just like lack of connecting that lack of connectivity that like the real style stuff encourages um and yeah yeah, I think like also we have the added thing is just like if you take one misstep or say one wrong thing it will follow you for fucking ever and I can say wrong thing in like in you know I could have said three years ago that I didn't want kids for example don't think I did but I might have done who the fuck knows and I say so much and who's to say no one was screen grabbing or whatever and it takes one person to just be like oh you're a hypocrite or whatever and it's just like and that builds and that's the other thing I think you and I have been talking about privately there is such a, a thing at the moment that Instagram feels and social media feels like like women are being like ripped to fucking shreds right now yeah and it's happening to like women that we know like friends of ours like a couple of women it happened with holly willoughby obviously it's happening with Meghan Markle, whatever you know it happens all the fucking time and it's just too much and you just have to sit there and wait and just hope to fucking god that the sniper doesn't turn on you because you know it and it can be fucking anything and i just it's so disappointing and that and and like that we're still doing this to like relatively harmless women when there are some very very harmful men in the world that we completely Mm. ignore and disregard like Kanye West like kicking off some horrendous stuff he said in the last week and people are like oh well that's just that and then there's you know these sort of like low level smaller influencers or creators or you know just women in the public eye that we are going for hell for leather and it's like what the fuck like, what is happening? Who are fundamentally good people. Like, yes, we all say stuff that we then contradict. And we're all hypocrites in different ways. Yeah. And we can all be a bit, I don't know, grumpy at times or, like, bitchy at times or whatever. But, like, fundamentally, they are good people. And, you know, it was it was actually one of my friends. And she's she has since changed this point of view. But we were talking about Holly and Philip. And she was like, yeah, but I'm glad because... She was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like she's just so smug, and like it's kind of like, her, you know, her shit don't stink, kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, but you're, and I and I actually said like, don't get me wrong, don't get the wrong end of the stick. I don't think I'm like Holly Willoughby level, right? I know that I'm not. I'm not deluded, but it's the same kind of concept of like, oh, I'm doing like people like my message around body confidence and blah, blah, blah. And then that will turn as well. And people being like, oh, look at her so smug. Like she's doing podcasts and she's doing this and that. And she's doing clothing like, like she thinks her shit don't stink. And it's the same thing. I was like, so it's exactly the same concept and that's really scary and you just that's like obviously not on the level no but it's the inevitability of it it's like you know we know that this won't last because women don't get to last 
successful women, not that we're that successful, but even in this space, you just don't get that long because soon someone, someone somewhere goes, well, there's something wrong with her. What's wrong with her? Let's find something wrong with her. And they'll find yeah. something and find something that you did 10 years ago, 20 years ago. They'll find something that, that you did and take it completely out of context. And it's like, it, it's so frightening to me and like that's that was a massive part of my fear this summer and I'm just really having to work that's what we were talking about last week about just being a good person it's like all we can do is keep being good and hope that that's you know because we're talking as if we've got skeletons in our closet I don't that's that's the thing no no we we haven't done anything I mean, I probably said loads of like diet culture shit oh yeah I mean yeah so I I don't mean like yeah we're not like hiding like some huge scandal yeah. is what I mean. But I have to say, like, that's what I really like about the podcast and podcasting is that this feels like a really nice, positive space. Like, I've only ever felt positivity I from this. Agree. It feels like a different platform and it feels like people really get... I mean, there will be people that don't, but then the people that don't aren't going to be invested enough, surely not, because that's really sad, <laughs> invested enough to sit and listen to hours of us, like, talking shit. And it feels like the people here really get us and it just feels, like, nice. I, I just like it. I don't know how else to explain it, but it just it feels far less hostile, the opposite of hostile, just, like, super yeah. kind and friendly and, like, we get each other and we have a laugh. And I do yeah. feel that, again, though, on Instagram. Like, I think... <laughs> No, when, I, uh, no, I don't, no, I know. No, no, I completely know what you mean. But yeah. it's like I, I distanced myself from it all summer, and then like the last few weeks, I've really thrown myself back into it, and I felt that yeah. warm embrace again. But it, it isn't. The fear doesn't go away, and I think it's just because we've yeah. got this like surrounding context that just. I can't think of a woman that people have consistently. Like, and it's so hard for women to come back from anything. And it just right. feels so like, I don't know, it's really, really horrible to watch your friends suffering with with stuff. And it's just like, and trolling, I actually, I don't even like that word, it's harassment. And it's just so out of it hand. Really and is. it's just so yeah. bonkers that we live in a world mm. where there's this much vitriol that exists for people. And it's like, why are you looking why are you looking? It's like what your friend was saying about like Holly Willoughby being smug. Like the amount of times you, you know, you see the language and you hear people saying that, oh, I hope she's not going to show us this. Oh, she never shuts up about this or like whatever. And it's like, but why? When people, people say like, oh, she's shoving it down, down my throat. And I'm like, close your fucking mouth then. Close your mouth. Yeah. That's yeah. not on me. I'm going to keep existing. And if you want to keep blindly standing there with your mouth open and your eyes open and your ears open absorbing this I can't help you and it's clearly triggering you so either look away or face your triggers and work on work yeah. on that work on what it's like pr- provoking in you that gives that gives you this reaction but yeah, yeah I, I, I mean know. I do it's feel just, like people weird. are kind of softening a bit like there was a lot of pressure and there has been a lot of pressure on influencers to kind of do everything and I really I actually do feel like that's easing a bit I don't know about you yeah but yeah, I, co- I completely get the fear. And obviously you're scared, Al, because, you know, like a, uh, like a celebrity or a singer or whatever, like if they went out, you've got half a million people that followed you 
And the follow you, sorry, follow sounds past tense. The follow you got cancelled, they all left. <laughs> She's um, gone now. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, all these people follow you. And like in normal context, you know, like a singer would go out and face a crowd of not even half a million, but like would go out and face the crowd and then they go back home and then they just sit in there by themselves again and that's that. But you're being watched by that many people all the time. Of course it's scary. Like yeah, no, it feels scary. Yeah, and and I think like the the worst thing is is like just the whole trope that surrounds influencers or people who work online or any of it is oh they're asking for it they're thinly they're vacuous they're whatever so it's just we know that if shit goes wrong which it probably will because this is the world that we work in yeah the world world that we work in and live in we won't have support we'll just be victim blamed for doing a stupid job because it's just part of the course yeah. and you just have to accept it it's got a bit deep hasn't it <laughs> hasn't it. Sorry, I didn't mean to take us to this. No, no, we needed, we needed, we needed, we um, needed a big knocking down of it. It's good for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is good to talk about it though, because and I think I, I'll, I'll get out of it. And yeah, I mean, you're, you sound like you're already on the way, and I can tell that you've been so much. And it's so nice to see that, like to see you just like enjoying being online and being not so fearful. Full. I don't yeah. know if fearful was the right no, fearful word. Fearful is just... the right word. Like I've been, I was yeah. so scared. It's the same as you feel. It's like you can't. It's like when you deleted that thing, or when you you said describing like about like the fear that you get before people have even commented, and it's like that's actually the worst part of being online. It's like what we can imagine people are capable of because we're seeing it. It's like right. it shouldn't happen, but it is happening. Like, and we know how people could interpret things or how people could how cruel people can be and yeah so you kind of like you you think these things through and you post something and then you react to all of your thoughts about what could happen and then you think oh fuck it's not worth it I can't do it so you kind of react to just the possibility and that in itself is scary and I'm still trying to fight against that of just being like okay well some people won't but I'm just I'm just gonna have to make my peace with that because I'm trying my best that and and that's what I'm trying to do is be like do I stand by it do I stand by this that this reel or this thing this post whatever these words do I stand by them and if I do then I have to just be okay with the reaction that I'm gonna get but then that's easier said than done you know but to bring it all back to a positive I am staying true to the name of this podcast you are as you said so we're living in such weird times I said this to Alex the other day I listen to Radio 4 in the mornings I listen to the Today program at 8am and it's pretty good but recently they've been talking obviously a lot about like the, the gas prices rising and and Putin and whatever and, and how expensive everything's going to be. And obviously it was like the Tory party conference and it's just been, they've been talking a lot about bills. And in my mind, the people that we have to be angry about at this situation, it's like we've got to, uh, we can be so angry with the government. We can be fucking angry with Putin, which feels just silly, but like, let's just be angry with him. Um, yeah, and then there it. are people, there are men all over the world that run these big oil companies that are making fucking millions and billions of pounds out of this crisis. Like people are make, people in this industry are making so much money. And then the, the Today program every day is doing this thing where they go, can you see a small business wasting energy in your area? Call us, let us know because we all have a shared responsibility to cut costs this Christmas so if you see your local bakers leaving the door open call in you know let's confront them 
because they oh, they shouldn't so be wasting bad. and it's like what the fuck Come are you doing on. like that's the bbc and it's like this is the place that we live in now where we everything has to be so divisive and it's just consistently turning people against people and it's like no no, no. we collectively can be fucking furious with the companies that are making billions out of a, a crisis that will kill so many people and is killing so many people and is causing so much stress and heartache and like horror for so many families but the shows the the thing that sells that keeps people coming back buying the papers listening to the newspapers whatever is being angry with other people and it's like they keep doing it turning it on us you know the the term climate change global warming and all of that the when they started talking about how we all have an individual our climate footprint that was a term that was coined i think by bp because they wanted to shift the blame to be individual they wanted individuals to start thinking about what they could do and that so they kick that off and then we're all focusing on each other what are you doing Al? are you recycling did you did you flush the loo after you had it? have you had this have you used your hose pipe this summer so we all look at each other and 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 really she got on a plane so she's a fucking this and this and this and we're all doing that while these people consistently make billions of dollars and it's so frustrating because that's what's happening everywhere now because all the content that we consume is divisive and we can't just live and let live we're fucking angry all the time and we don't know what to do about it and it's horrible so and it's being channeled in the wrong areas yeah always and women will consistently bear the brunt of that consistently the world's anger like there's a song called um only Women Bleed by Alice Cooper. And I think about it all the time. But it's Ooh. basically, it's Ooh. just about how like women bear the brunt of angry men. And and it's like, it's so true. Like the world is angry and women yeah. suffer. And yeah, so I just feel very like, I, no wonder we're struggling in this space. Like it's a crazy world. Yeah. It's a crazy time. And I, yeah, sorry, I'm really on one, but I saw a yeah. thing the other day about... Um, a, a, a troll who'd been on one of these gossip forums who like turned herself around and she said you know it got just it just during covid people she said you know you just forget everything just became so much less real so much less human and since then we're just treating which people, i understand yeah with yeah. so much less humanity than we used I understand to. like reality is like you're just distanced from yeah. reality but yeah anyway I do I feel like I have to I don't know if suddenly like panic that people are gonna be like oh but because I do know that I'm lucky and I'm lucky to have this job and to have have the platform that I do no but I just feel like I need to caveat it with you know everything that I've said with that because I do know that it's just, you know, you know it's not always hunky dory. Most people they don't want to do this job <laughs> like yeah no I know I know all my friends are like absolutely not I wouldn't do it no way my sisters are like no thank you like I would not do this in a million years yeah take all the privileges but but that you know it's it is a price to pay for stuff and yeah it's hard it's really hard and yeah we were talking before we started recording about how many of our friends have quit this industry and will quit this industry and will continue to quit because they just can't hack it because it's just too much. Yeah, more and more people will quit for sure. A hundred percent, we will see it happen more and more because it it yeah. At some point, it becomes it, it. At some point, you have to weigh up like, is it worth it? I think. 
It better not be um, you though. Like I love your mental health and I want to protect it, but please don't quit. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not there just yet. I mean, she has okay. sent me like three texts. Sometimes this week. I'm there. Like, no, more than that. I've probably had like five messages this week, being like, "Oh, I'm quitting." <laughs> I'm like, "Do you have to do this to me?" <laughs> Every day, please, for the good of my soul, because because I never know. I'm like, what's happened? Like, because and then you always you put r r a r g h, and I'm like, g h. What kind of an r is this? Is this like r? I'm gonna quit because I've seen a cat in Cyprus and I want to come and live with it, or is it r? I'm gonna quit because I've been cancelled because I did this. And I just don't know. And you never know. And I keep you on your toes and that's great. Yeah, thanks so much. It's really great. It's really amazing. When I die of like stress, a stress heart attack at like 45, (laughs) we'll know know who to thank. I'll be like, hey, it was me. It was me. It was me. (laughs) Just put on my Um, tombstone. Have you got an awkward for me? Oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's me. Of course I do. Oh, yeah. So yesterday I took Boo to the groomers. And I had to just kick around while she was being groomed. And that took a fair while because she was like a yeti. And um, anyway, I was walking along in a part of town. Well, not a part of town, but like a part of where I live. Well, not even where I live. Anyway, an area that I I haven't been to that much. So I was just like having a wander around. And I saw this cafe. And I was like, God, that's so cool. It just looked really good. It looked like had like bookshelves in it. And they were like folk, like printed like animations of books on the um window gorgeous and it, yeah and so i was like this is like some books because i could see people sitting at desks on computers and i was just like oh my god this is like some bookshop come cafe how got like Ooh. stunning perfect this is exactly where i will right up your street kill exactly this is where i'll kill some time i'll do some work maybe find a book it's gonna be amazing i, I walk in to this yeah. bookshop come cafe it is not <laughs> A book shop. Oh, no. It's an office. What is it? It's an office. Oh, you're joking. I think it's a literary agency. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked in and I was like, I can't smell like delicious baked goods or like strong or, like aromatic scent of coffee beans. What's going on? And then everybody just looked up at me. I was like, oh my God, this is mortifying. And then I had to, so I just pushed the door open and went, oh, sorry. What am I sorry for? Who knows? And then I closed the door again. And then I had to walk because it was huge. So there were just windows. So they all just watched me just walk by the windows. It was oh super lame. So that was embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Super that tragic. is embarrassing. Tra- yeah, tragic. And I Why did to go you think back. it was a coffee shop though? What made you think it was a coffee shop? Well, I think the fact that it had like nice animations on the window. I just it- thought... Cool. Famously, not really a coffee shop vibe, but okay. Cool. You haven't been in South West London much because they love they love something fun okay, on the so window apologies. to entice you. And then there was like I don't know. It was it was the bookshelves, but then also just the way people were sitting at their desks. Maybe I'm so unfamiliar with the concept of an office now, being self employed after a pandemic, that I just forget that they exist. But I just thought, what else could all these humans be doing sitting on their laptops? They must be. This must be just like a trendy independent cafe that sells books and like Wi Fi. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. Oh God, shame on, shame, yeah, shame, shame on, on you. Shame on me. So embarrassing. I literally was like, oh, why am I? Why am I this way? And I wanted to go back. I wanted to turn back on myself and go and find because I'd walked past a few cafes 
But I couldn't. I was too embarrassed, so I had to ring Alex and ask him to pick me up, and I just waited in the calf bird to be done at the groomers. <laughs> Fucking loser. Oh, love it, love it. Um, Can you match me? My, um, probably not, because uh, that is really embarrassing. My, uh, my awkward, right, okay, so we were with, okay, you've got to keep up with me a, bit, a little bit here, right? Ready, yeah, so, holding on. Because it's a bit like friend of a friend but just just hear me out my sister jen yeah her husband has a really good yep you know her her husband has a friend right yeah okay so my brother's brother-in-law's friend and he's out here in cyprus so we met up with him he came with us to dinner one night okay yeah this man is completely bald right he doesn't have a hair on his head okay okay the next morning, I was talking with my other sisters, not Jen. Jen was not there. And because we're nosy bitches, we were like, I wonder what this guy looked like with hair. I don't know why. I just, we just wanted to know. So I texted Jen and said, hey, Jen, what, can you send me a picture of, let's call him Greg. Let's, can you send me a picture of Greg with hair? And she was like, mm, okay, I'll go back through Facebook and find one. And I was like, cool, thanks. So she did, she found one and she sent it back to us. And we, we all got to see what Greg looks like with hair, looked like with hair and that, nothing that crazy, just looked like him with hair. Anyway, then- <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> the next night he came to dinner with us again, right? And we were stood around making polite conversation, me, him and Jen. And Jen looks at him and says, yesterday morning, Al texted me and said, please, can you send me a picture of Greg with her? Jen! So I looked at Jen and Jen looked at me and looked at him and he was looking at me and he said, why did you want a picture of me with her? And I was like, I don't know. I'm really sorry. What a rat! What, what a fucking rat! rat. What a little sneak. I was like, what? why would you do I that? Have. Afterwards, she was like, oh God, sorry. I thought it'd be really funny. And then when I said it, I realized it wasn't funny. And I was like, no, it wasn't funny. Because he was just looking at me like, why did you want to, why did you want a picture on your phone of me with hair? I was like, that just looks, that just sounds very fucking weird. I mean, it is weird, but you didn't need to know that, you know? What, this, a, what a rat. Yeah. Okay. So I have definitely been Jen. I do this all the time and I don't know why I do it. And sometimes I say things and I'm like, why have I done that? Why have I done that? I've just like literally shot my friend in the face and I just didn't need to do it and it's really weird mm-hmm. it's like an impulse thing I'm like oh this is hilarious and I'm like mm, right so I get it but also <laughs> Jen like that was that was mean but also wasn't uh, it wasn't it mean yeah, yeah this man I've met twice in my life literally meeting him for the second yeah, time I'd be really self-conscious like, about the fact that he's bald I know and you know what I he know. probably thinks like probably thinks that all of you sisters like evil little sisters sat around being like I bet he was really fit when he had hair and now he's not because he's bald that's probably what he thinks. <laughs> no. So what you should have said, what you should have said to, to placate the situation and to make him feel better, you should have said, oh, it's because I'm like really into bald men. And I, I feel I like that would have made it think they look better worse. when they're bald. So I wanted to prove my theory. <laughs> M, That's what you should have said. That's what I'd have said. That's what I'd have said. I think my, my I answer think men look better saying... without hair. That's what you should have said. So and I, I was just to checking that you the do theory. Yeah, and I'm happy to confirm that you do. What is happening to you? Sorry, I thought the spider on my leg. There still might have been, but... <gasps> that's my bad. Did unconfirmed. I give you another bad? I can't remember. Did I give you another no. bad? Am I bad? No. Alex, no. I was driving home. I went for lunch with Ash the other day. 
No, I was driving home. I was, I was driving in London. No. And I had my windows down because it was a beautiful sunny day. And I was going along the river and I was like, oh yeah, wind in my hair. And a massive spider. Now, I'm not scared of spiders. Like, I'm not at all. Yeah, you're not. So you not. have to know how big this is to make me alarmed. It was chunky. Like, at least... Like, how big? Like, you know when you make your hands into an O, your finger into an O? Bigger. Yeah, your bigger. index and thumb, yeah. Yeah, bigger than oh, that. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. And as I was driving, with my windows open, wind blowing through yeah. my hair, having a movie moment, this fucking thing yeah. went along the side of the window... And I was like, oh my Christ. So I tried to keep chill. Tried to bat it out the window, like, boosh, bye. Battered it into the car. Where did oh it go? Oh my God. Where did it go? Where did it no go? No fucking clue. Oh my God, it so lives. I just it lives pulled, in the car now. It does. I pulled over, like, literally on a busy road, like a fucking nutter, and g- pulled over, put my hazards on, got out the car, took my coat off and was just like shaking it like rubbing myself down people would have been looking at me being like who is she is she okay and I couldn't find it anywhere I looked everywhere I couldn't find it so I literally just drove back like white knuckles clinging onto the steering wheel for dear life and when I got back I've never got out of the car that's horrible that's probably why I forgot to shut the window I think it was the same day That's well, I don't blame you in that case. Hopefully, it escaped. I think it, it still lives it in there. Set up shop in oh my god, it's just occurred to me. I've car. driven it like every day since, and I've forgotten until right now. And now uh, I'm gonna, I was supposed to drive tonight. I'm gonna walk. I'm going to an event. I'm gonna walk to it. I'm not driving. <laughs> Do you want a car? I'm gonna get back. I wish they'd stolen that car now. I, I wish the car had been stolen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one way to get rid of the spider, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. For context, if you weren't listening to Thursday episode, Thursday's episode, my best mate Sarah's car got broken into, which was a waste of everybody's time because my car, a few streets away, was just there with the windows open so they could have taken my car. But instead they tried to steal hers and that was stupid because they could have taken mine because I didn't even want it because there's a massive spider in it. So there you go. <laughs> they could have got a car and a spider. Yeah, like, exactly. Two, two a, for one. A car and a pet. Two for one. What everybody wants. A car and a, car and a pet. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tools. Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right, we, oh my God, we are almost an hour into it. Daisy, I'm so sorry, Daisy. I'm really sorry, our, Daisy. Pro- our poor producer, poor Daisy. Um, and also sorry for you guys, um, but also I hope you're still here because we've got such a good guest today. Oh my God, we've got such a We spoke to her an hour ago and we're like fully fucking in love with her. We're obsessed with yeah. her. She's so cool. She's called Kaylee Stead. And basically on the morning of her wedding, her fiance, who she was about to wed, upped and left literally without any kind of warning signs no explanation no nothing he just left and rather than just cancel the wedding she went ahead with the wedding and 
we heard this we don't want to give more away you've got to listen to the interview with her because it's fascinating and so fucking cool but when we heard the story we were like we have to speak to her and I'm so happy that we did because she was she was so sweet so nice but also just so cool and like, so, so cool empowering. I want to be more Kaylee I want to be more Kaylee all the time she's handled this situation yeah. like a fucking champ and I just think it's yeah. such a tonic for anybody who has ever been left or dumped or heartbroken to listen to because yeah. she's handled it so stunningly and with her head sel- held so high and I just think she's the biggest babe in the whole wide world and we know you're going to love it. So we are yeah. very excited to introduce Kaylee. Okay, I'll lead. I'm so excited. Kaylee, thank you so much for being here. I honestly, we, um, my... Oh, I can't even remember when I first saw your the TikTok video that went viral of your wedding. Insane. Uh, non, I don't. What do you call? Are you calling it your wedding? Um, yeah, I'm calling it like my kind of like yeah wedding of me. I'm kind of that's what I'm kind of calling it now. Yeah. Well, I saw it on TikTok and we uh, we talked about it and it was just like oh my god, like this is it's so cool and so brave and we're like we have to talk to you um and I can't believe you said yes thank you so much for coming thank you honestly thank you for having me when I saw the the message I was like is this real okay let's just go with it (laughs) and that's kind of been my 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 thing at the minute just go with everything kind of coming my way and just being a sponge basically and taking it all in yeah I'd say I mean it's been like we were just saying that before you arrived like what a whirlwind you've been on because obviously and this is like such like a metaphor for how social media works if people looked at that video they see one video they think oh shit that's a that's a thing but then for you it's like your whole life and the last month must have just been coconuts surreal absolutely bonkers so it it was I just posted the video just because I was a bit like oh I like the video and it was just something for me to be fair it wasn't for anybody else I just wanted to do it for me and cause as you can see I never posted anything on TikTok before so like I'm, I'm really new to it so I'm like I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I was like oh there we go and then I literally went to sleep with like 15 followers and then I woke up and I was like at 21,000 followers and I was like what? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I was like, bring my mum and she was like, what's TikTok? And I was like, never mind, mum. Never mind. <laughs> Can you explain briefly then what the video was about? And we'll go, we'll obviously go into everything, but just to get a, like an, a, like an overview for like people who haven't, you haven't yet heard your story. Of course. So I was with my um, partner at the time for coming up four years this year. And we didn't begin engaged for two years and we were due to have our wedding on the 16th of September. And then on the morning of my wedding, after kind of getting all my makeup done, um, I had complete confirmation at that point that he definitely wasn't coming because he was four hours away from where the venue was. And we were due to get married in like an hour and a half. And... Um, so yeah, I was left at the altar and rather than kind of going home and crying, which I think was completely understandable if I did, I still wanted to enjoy the day with my friends and family who I had basically had people coming over from Ireland and, and Scotland. So it wasn't, they weren't traveling an hour. They were traveling like nine hours to come to a day to celebrate me and my partner at the time. And I wanted to still enjoy the food, the music, the the dancing. And that's where I did. So I had a day of me celebrating self-love and with my friends and family. And this is like what is so cool because 
I think like this is the really, really cool bit is that like, I, I mean, this is a horrible situation for you to have been in like really, really horrendous. Like you're getting married. This is a day that you've planned for a long time. You're getting married to someone that you love and that you've been and that you trusted right and you know all the money and then for him to just literally up and leave on the day of the wedding and for you to then carry on like I would be I would have been an absolute wreck you wouldn't have been able to like I just wouldn't have been able to do it and I think it's so amazing but like the fact that you just like carried on and continued and had what looked to be I mean I don't know how it was like like behind the scenes but what looked to be like a really great day surrounded by your friends and your family and you did you really did like enjoy as you said like the food and the drink and the dancing mm-hmm. and just being around everyone did it feel like that or, or it, was obvi- it was obviously not as as rosy as that there was like ups and downs there was a lot of ups and downs but there was a lot of like really poignant moments which I thoroughly enjoyed and I wish I could strangely go back and experience them again because I didn't appreciate them for what they were at the time if that makes sense like dancing with my dad and and the fact that my dad actually danced with me was a miracle because he's very kind of like in his own he's very kind of like he's not like an extrovert like myself he kind of wants to sit back and lets everybody else do their thing but the fact he danced with me was something I'm kind of always going to treasure but there was a lot of moments where I kind of had to go off and kind of like there was a bit of a safe space that I had where I would just go and cry and then the girls would kind of pick me back up again and I would get back out there and there was a point where uh, the, the I think it was like about 12 o'clock of the night and I think the tequila kind of like well, that was at its peak, basically. And then I just wanted to get my dress at that point. And so my friend took me outside because all the, the bathrooms were all kind of things. So I was having a bit of like a, a bit of a panic attack. She was a bit like, so she undressed me like mid in front of everybody. She's like, I don't care. Get it out of the dress. And I got into my joggers and my shirt. And then once I was out of the dress, I carried on dancing then. And I, I still enjoyed more tequila, more vodka. And yeah, and I danced the night away. I'm so obsessed with you that's so cool um and i'm also completely obsessed with your friends because that's such a such a special thing it was your friends in the morning that first knew or one of your friends wasn't it in the morning that first knew that your ex wasn't gonna come yeah so geordie so she's my like she's my ride or die like all of my we call ourselves the cabin crew so geordie's husband was one of the groomsmen and it's like seven o'clock she had a call from Chrissy and he was like obviously telling her at the time that he wasn't going to be there and like I hear I, I seen her just get off of the table and walk into a room and I was like oh, what's going on and I heard her going like stop stop lying like you're joking stop joking now and then that was it and I didn't hear anything more from her but she was trying to kind of figure a way how to tell me as I was just like kind of getting ready drinking my mimosas getting my makeup done and she was just like she had this incredible, like, really sad news to tell her best friend. And because he left with no communication. So none of the information came from him to myself. Even though I tried calling him, tried texting him, there was no communication from him. It was just like a death, if that makes sense. He, like, he completely vanished. And she was the one who kind of had to break the news which was probably incredibly hard for her and and to the day but I'm I'm glad that she was the one giving me the news because she knows me best and like when I saw her crying like she's not a crier but when I saw her crying I knew it was kind of like 
shit went down, basically. Yeah. And, and had there been, like, any... I don't know, was there anything that you picked up on beforehand? Had he displayed any hints of, like, anxiety or doubt around the getting married or anything? So there was, like, an anxiousness, but, like, about, like... But there was no doubt. So, like, he was stressed because of, like... I'm one of nine, see? Ooh, so we've got quite wow. a big... Yeah. <laughs> That's a <laughs> <Yeah>. lot. <laughs> yes, I'm the youngest and I've got like 17 nephews and nieces and I've You're got the aunties, youngest uncles, of so... nine and he's still wow. four and he could fuck yes. around with you. <laughs> like that's the bravest thing I've ever heard in my life. I thought he was a coward before and now I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was obviously stressed because he is not really kind of much of a talker in, but in like a big crowd and he was stressed about the speech but he was talking about taking me like on the honeymoon so he his family had an apartment in Turkey and that's why I couldn't go to the honeymoon because it was their family apartment and he was talking about places he wanted to take me we were talking about having children we were talking about moving in together so for me that didn't show any doubt the fact he was talking after the wedding like talking about a marriage so because it wasn't a day that I lost out on it was like becoming a wife if that makes sense so it's kind of like mourning two losses at one point a hundred percent because we talk about like i don't know like the word i think like the word jilting or whatever it's you know it's it's a really un well sort of unusual thing but it's a word that everybody knows right and you kind of think about it and this is kind of what i was saying earlier like you think about it in the context of like your day but it's like everything's in that moment it's not like fuck the day it's like right you're 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 breaking you you're having a breakup but like in front of yeah all the people that you love the most like it's horrible (laughs) yeah Yeah. your world gets turned upside down (laughs) on like the worst way it could in the worst day that it could be the only redeeming thing is how beautiful you look like at least like you look so (laughs) good because you're all like you look in your best I know that was probably like that's why I wore the dress because a lot of people asking why I wore the dress. Well, it, it was either the dress or pajamas, and I had that dress for two years. It was under my bed, like so. That's how long we've been planning it for. It was under my bed. I was ready to wear. I got it altered. Got it perfect to fit me, and it was my my armor for the day. Like I think when you wear a wedding dress, anybody who has like it gives you that kind of sense of like tall posture if that makes yeah. sense this, this this sense of like confidence and honestly like I just couldn't have pictured wearing anything else on that day even though it wasn't my wedding but that dress bought me some kind of like power even though like I just, what had just happened and it was just like surreal like I was in my most vulnerable like I'm like quite a confident person but like I'm comfort to the point where I don't show my vulnerabilities to my closest friends and family just because of like I think when you show your vulnerabilities to your closest that's when you kind of got to admit to yourself you're vulnerable and then kind of admitting it to like about 90 people was surreal but the the love that I had like showed me like how powerful it was to actually kind of let my guard down and and go with my instinct and I'm kind of glad that I did that how did you let everybody know? Did you go to the church? I don't. Were you gonna go? Were you gonna do a church ceremony, or did you just say come to the party? It was all at one venue, so that's why we we got the venue there because my mum's disabled and she's a bit of a fusser and faffer and it stresses me out. So rather than getting like three cars to different places, and we just got one car to one place, and um, 
I never saw the ceremony room because I didn't want to go in there because that was the place where like every girl pictures like walking down the aisle and saying I do. And so I'm glad that I've saved that for the day if I ever do get married again. But I got my sister and Geordie, so my two maids of honours, to go in and tell the the guests and bless them, they did it incredibly. Like it must have been so hard for them. And so they were kind of my my messengers of my day, my middlemen. And like I think everybody knew once I was like 20 minutes late and then all the bridesmaids and the groomsmen all walking in together. And the fact that the groomsmen stayed, I think I do want to point that out. All every single one of his groomsmen, all of his best friends stayed for me. And I think that's showed me that I was like wasn't in the wrong because I think you get a lot of kind of questions going through did I do this have I done this what have I done wrong but the fact that they all stayed I was like fuck that I haven't done anything wrong no. they're telling me I haven't done anything wrong so do you know what I'm 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 right to stay here and enjoy myself I think you can safely say if your fi- fiance leaves on the morning of your wedding without so much as a text or a phone call you can safely say that it's not you that's done something wrong throughout the day was there any contact from him at all none so literally I tried calling him so everything so what I found out later he'd done is that he snapped the sim card and got a new one and was calling like his parents and, and people off unknown numbers but never called me um, that's really weird yeah that was it so I literally had no contact from him at all that's weird it is it's not the breaking up part for me that was the kind of like the surreal part it was the fact that he didn't own his shit like everybody's within their rights to not do something because absolutely like you can make a choice not to be with somebody everyday people break up with people it's the fact that he didn't own his decision didn't tell me face to face or didn't even give me a text like a text I would have probably even understood, but nothing from him, and which kind of really solidified for me the lack of respect. And I was like, because throughout the day, I was a bit like to my girls, I was like, if he does show up, girls, I may want to take him back. I'm, I'm not too sure, like because of I still had the love from him at that point. Yeah. But then when when I think one of my friends Nia told me like, well, Kay hasn't talked to you. Like, why would you take him back if he wasn't willing to show you that respect? And I was like. Fuck yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I... Like, absolutely, no. He's put me in a position where I took away my choice, uh, took away my future, and didn't give me the even the smallest amount of respect to actually have a conversation with me and or even be like a, hu- a decent human being. So at that point, I was like, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm really pleased. I didn't know, because obviously like you did a bit of... Um, I saw your interview on This Morning and stuff at the time, and I was like... They didn't really ask about how you were feeling about him. So I didn't want to like tread on your toes in case. I don't know. You might have been like, oh, well, he's actually it's back on. Um. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because like, why? Like, like I need somebody yeah. I can trust. And like trust is a big part of it. And like, I'm very much a person like if shit happens, I'm going to head on first because I want to get it done. I want to try and tackle it there and then and if he's going to leave me in my most vulnerable position and run away rather than fight with me then fuck that absolutely absolutely (laughs) so have you heard from him you're nearly a month on now have you heard from him at all since i mean presumably do you live together so yeah we lived with my parents so we were saving basically all the money with your family i know (laughs) so all of the money that i'd saved so previous for the relationship 
I'd been saving money to get my own house because it's always been like a dream of mine to kind of have my own space because I've grown up on a council estate because of my mother's position. So, which is absolutely fine, but I've always dreamed of having my own home. And my mum was like, rather than you renting and paying somebody else's mortgage, both of you move in with me, save a bit of money. And, and I can like, I'm, I'm happy to kind of support you that way. Cause that was the only way that she could support us. And then the fact that when he messaged me, so he has messaged me since, but it's not about the wedding, not about a sorry, it's not about asking how I am. It was asking for his uniform for work and how much he needed that back. And basically what happened, I packed up all his shit and I gave it back to his dad. But his dad told me that he hadn't had any contact from him. So I collect kept his work uniform because of its government property. So he's a police officer. He's he's let that news out. I didn't tell the information. He gave that information out, so I'm happy to talk about it. Um, so I kept his uniform because of its government property. I was like, I want to give it back so nothing comes back on me. And then in between that time, my brother was like, fuck no, I'm going to take it from you because if he's not going to contact you about the wedding about how you are, then he's not going to contact you about the uniform. He can try and contact me. And my friend gave his auntie and all that, his, my brother's number. And he got his auntie, he got his mum, he got his friends, he got everyone to call my brother and text my brother apart from himself. And like finally at nine o'clock, he rung my brother. My brother was like, do you know what? I can't remember where I placed the uniform. Like, quote unquote I was angry but now I'm even angry because of the fact you didn't even try and call me like you got everyone else to do your own bidding it just it was he was baffled at that point so then he had messaged me asking me to contact my brother for him to do the right thing then about the third text and he just said I'm sorry and then I text him back and said look go to my brother my, I've told my brother to give it back to you you speak to him and just grow the fuck up and thank you for asking how I am, by the way. And I just blocked him then after that because I didn't want to hear any other messages because if that wasn't his first point of contact, then fuck him. I'm not having it as a second or third thought, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. Good for you. It gets worse. It gets <laughs> like, so I mean, <laughs> The whole thing is really fucking bad enough. But, but, but like, no no mention of what this, like, huge major event that just happened is just like... Uh, hey, and also the fact that? that you've been, like, in all the, like, newspapers, you've been viral on social media, you've been on morning television, and it's still, like, to not even acknowledge that. You said about how he released the information that he was a police officer. Did he, did he do an interview? So, no. So, basically, I... So my story to the son because I blocked him and his family and my friends did as well. There was no way of showing them how we enjoyed the day. And it was kind of like a bit of a fuck you moment. That's why I kind of sold it. And um, but I asked him to keep his name completely out of it. But they found his own information through his own social media page which they're within their right to do so. And they got his age wrong. So they said that he was 21, but he was actually 24. And then he called on the day that the article was released. He actually called the son and he said, you can't write about me. I'm a police officer. And then they were like, okay. And then they called me to verify that. And obviously I was like, yes, he was passing out um, on the Wednesday after the wedding. So I was meant to go to his passing out as his wife. So like, that was a bit of like a weird moment on that day. And he was like, 
okay, so he's a police officer and he's trying to say that we can't print about him because he is a police officer. And then the journalist was a bit like, well, he's given us this information. We're within our rights to still give that information away because he's given us that information himself. And the next day, the Sun did an article on him basically saying that the rookie kind of, rookie officer left Jilted Bride at the altar. What a weird phone call. Like, you can't write about me, I'm a police officer. It's like, you're not a very good one. Like, no offence, the Sun don't give a shit. Like, they write about royals, they write about prime ministers, they don't care who they write about because of, they're like, independent, so they're not going to care about some unknown police officer. They don't give a shit. And, like, the fact that he did that, I was like, I left you out of it, I for a reason and you brought yourself into it not me that's so much ego isn't it yeah like it is it is a little bit just because I was a bit like I didn't expect him to do that and I think the fact that he did that I was a bit like you just you he just turned into a person I didn't expect if that makes sense like I feel like the person I was with before the 16th and the person after are not marrying up and it's And that's what kind of like the bit I'm struggling with at the minute is kind of going, well, who was he? Yeah, it's it's so confusing. And I guess you can't really like you're not able to get closure on it because he's not offering up any explanation as to why he did that. I don't think I'd want it now, though, either, because I think it'd be like something he'd preconceive, if that makes sense. I think it'd be something he would like consistently think about and think about or even write it down, bullet point what he wants to say so he doesn't make himself sound even worse. I'd just be fake. It wouldn't come naturally from him. And I just, I wouldn't want that because I don't think I could trust what he said would say if that makes sense you said your that his friends like the groomsmen all stayed have they mm-hmm. been like cool with you since have they been amazing absolutely like incredible so they also held me up on the day and like so I was close to them but I wasn't like extremely close where they would see me cry or anything like that and the fact that like they would let me cry on their shoulder and let me kind of like just sob was incredible and like after it they all were checking in on me asking how I was and his one of his best friends who where he's from like I messaged them all individually I said look I'm sorry that I didn't reach out to you before I released out the article it all happened a bit fast like I'm sorry like if you don't think it was a good thing to do or whatever but it was just my this is my journey and a way for me to kind of heal in my own way and every single one of them said to be fair Kale it was absolutely perfect. You'd haven't done anything wrong. Like it wasn't about him, which I didn't want to be. And they've kind of just said like that they're sorry for what he's done. And to be fair, because he's got two sets of friends who are his groomsmen, one from where he is, where he lives in England and one in Swansea. And the people and friends in Swansea that he's known for like four, four odd years, they haven't heard from him since now that I know of. So they were completely left so, like, his friendship that he built with them for, like, four years and they'd done loads of things together, gone for a lot of shit together, the fact that he, like, left them as well is that they're suffering a lot at the same time. Oh, bless him. It's hard for all of his friends, like, the ones that that he's obviously abandoned as well, but also the ones that, like, he wants to maintain a relationship with because morally for them, it's like they know that he's been an absolute douchebag, but, like he's their friend it's just like yeah oh, and and his parents as well probably the same yeah. thing exactly well his so his family messaged me afterwards but they were saying sorry for 
the fact that he left, not how he left. Like they were trying to justify how he left by saying that's the only way that he thought he could leave. He thought this is the best way to do it. Where for me, no offence, I don't care whether it's my son or my child or whatever, or even if it's my best friend, I would tell my friend, yes, you can make a decision, you're within your right, but fucking go and tell the person yourself. Yeah, it's not really defensible, is it, really? Did they? Did his family stay? No. When I got to the venue, they were all gone, and his two groomsmen had travelled, like, six hours on a train from where... They all live in the same hometown, see? And they don't drive, so they travelled on a train... And the fact that, like, they were left behind. So Callum went back home to where they live. And their family went back home to where they live and didn't even offer to take them home. And they left them there to kind of pick up the pieces and make the excuses and and whatever. And to be fair, they didn't defend any of his actions. Um, They were just saying, I'm sorry. And I was like... I'm sorry that they left, they were left on their own with no way of kind of getting home or getting from the venue to the train station, even though they're going home to where they live. The fact that they were left, like, that kind of, like, shook me as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was just full panic stations from him, clearly. Just like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, not thinking of anyone else. I don't think it was a well-thought-out idea. I think it was all just done on basically maybe a bit of nervousness, a bit of instinct or whatever. I think something just maybe have switched in him because the way he left doesn't show that it was a well-thought plan because if it was, then he would have taken some of his stuff. He would have taken his friends home and, and, and things like that. So I think he just probably did it on, like, one emotion and went with it rather than actually talking to me and kind of going through the kind of the emotions but at the end of the day that's the human that he is he's willing to run and I'm willing to stay and fight and I just don't think that's a relationship that's worth fighting for from on my end anyway 100% not definitely not no I think it's it was a blessing in disguise <laughs> absolutely Even dodged though, a massive bullet yeah he dodged a bullet <laughs> yeah because imagine I had kids with him imagine I was married to him yeah imagine going through a divorce like so he has done me a blessing in disguise I like so I, I am thankful in a way that this happened because I'm not in a position where I've got like three kids where I have to keep in touch with him and, and things like that, which would have been 10 times worse. And anybody who goes through that, it, I couldn't even imagine the pain. But the fact that he didn't own his decision, I think that was the the pinnacle of kind of his deceit. It's like go. It's ghosting, but like yeah, it's like on a huge level. It's like yeah, it's like top tier. It's the, like it's it's huge. It's like a, it's it like is. the Olympics of ghosting. <laughs> Absolutely. I think if it's a dictionary, just put his face next yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, and I saw the footage from the wedding of you punching the cake. Oh my god, yes. that was so good. So <laughs> good. So therapeutic. Like, I honestly recommend it to anybody who's going for a bit of, like, a tough time. Just get a cake and just punch the shit out of it. Because, like, the way that it, it, like, crumbles in your hand and the way that it flies, like, <laughs> it was glorious. You know, I was just I, like, I, yes. Oh, I, I, I always have that imp- impulse when I see a wedding cake, like... I really want to punch it. I really hope that I never will, but it looks so punchable. So I'm kind of 
that that looked fun. Well, it was just like forty a massive cake, and the other flavors were like flavors that I I like. And the top flavor was strawberry flavor cake because I picked that because his family likes strawberry flavor cake, and I was like, okay, let's make sure we get a flavor that they like. And then when I saw the the cake and I the top tier, I was like, I literally just was like, fuck you! Yeah. I literally in my head I was just like screaming, and I was I just went. Boom like that and it just flew. <laughs> it flew. <laughs> and do you know what? Like it's probably still mushed into the carpet now, to be fair. Like it, it was everywhere. <laughs> so oh good. my god. Have you have you since since this story has like gone viral? And, and I'd like to talk to you. We'd like to talk to you as well as about, about your TikTok going viral. But since your story has gone viral, have you connected with um people like men or women who have also been left at, at the altar, so to speak? Oh, so many. Like have you? So so many. And I didn't realise like how much it happened. Like majority of the cases are like a couple of days before or like the night before and things like that. And there'd been one or two left at the actual altar. And like loads of them kind of said, I wish I'd done exactly the same as what you did because they kind of cancelled their wedding. And if this happens to anybody, like if anybody who is listening, they kind of have an event that like a wedding and they get left like a couple of days before and you can't get all your money back, just have the day. I honestly would 100% recommend it. Rather than being alone, go with your loved ones, have some tequila because honestly, tequila was my best friend and uh, have (laughs) some cake, have the food and just fuck it. Like if you end up crying in front of people, cry in front of people, but at least you've got people who love you around you and have a day of you and, and, and fuck the other person. It's that, I, I love that. Like it's, you're, and it's so true. Like, I mean, I was just I was thinking about the legalities of it. I was like, can you sue? Like for like wasting your money? Probably not. <laughs> but um, like that's so devastating. I didn't even think about the fact that you can't get your money back. Obviously no. in suppliers they can't no. do well, that well there is such a thing I never heard until on the day I heard there's wedding insurance never knew there was wedding insurance in my life but I, I yeah. don't think it would cover being left at the altar I think it's more to do with probably like natural disasters or, or cancellation from the actual venue itself but um I think just fuck it you've spent all that money you've worked hard you bought a dress or you bought your suits your your family's come down already so rather than just kind of going home and crying, which you're within your right to do, but cry after. I think that's the, the main thing. I say. You're going to cry. Got the rest of your life <laughs> yeah, to cry. Exactly. Yeah. You have. Yeah. But <laughs> so you have. true. And so just fuck it and enjoy the day. Like, And if you end up laughing, don't feel guilty for laughing. Don't feel guilty for crying. If you want to scream, scream. But at least if you've got a support network like the way that I had, fucking do it. 100%. Even if there's one or two people there, do it with the one or two people who love you. I think you must be so inspiring to anybody who is going through a breakup on any level because you're yeah. obviously like like top tier. This is this is <laughs> this is huge. This is like yeah, this is like the mastermind of of breakups. This is horrible. But but to see you I, I guess there's like a thing of embarrassment mm. or like or a feeling of like shame, like you said, like in the morning that you felt like you'd done something wrong. And to go out there and be like, I'm I'm not the one that should be embarrassed. No. Right. Like, I haven't right. done the bad thing. And it's, I think that's the biggest power move I've ever heard because it makes him look like such a knob that you go right. out and you're just like, I'm not embarrassed because I haven't done anything wrong. 
So I'm just going to thrive and show everybody, like, what a loser. Like, where was he sitting? Probably on the side of some motorway with his burner phone. Yeah. And you're all sitting there with all of his friends punching a wedding cake. Like, I know where I'd rather oh, be. Exactly, exactly. The fact that his friend stayed, like, it was just a massive kind of, like, fuck you moment. Yeah, completely right. Like, my first didn't think I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed because, like, what are people going to think? Like, it was like everything. But then my sister, Katie, bless her, she was just like, okay, they've got nothing to fucking be embarrassed about. Like, fuck him. Like, he's the one doing, as you just said, all this shit. He's the one that's run away. You haven't. You've chosen to stay. And I was like, absolutely. And I think talking things like that out loud, because I was, I think it's a very important thing to do as well. Like, I think it's easy to kind of think in your head and have your own thoughts to think about. And I think it's natural to kind of them to escalate into a point where you can't control them. And I think talking them out loud and having all my girls around me and being able to kind of, I've seen their grief as well at the same time. I was like, showed me that I could fucking do this and I was within my right to do it. And I had nothing to be embarrassed about. And I was going to wear my gorgeous dress because it was fucking incredible. And um I'm glad that so I don't know if you know but I'm actually donating my dress to a mother of three so she's a student nurse she hasn't got hardly any money bless her and she's gonna drive down and she want and I'm gonna give my dress for for free I'm gonna get it clean for her and I want to see the dress have a happy ending and I'm really excited that that's happening that's really lovely that's so that's nice so and it's lovely. so nice that it's going towards something yeah. like really yeah. good that's so lovely of you though I just like I just didn't feel right selling it it felt a bit like wrong selling it because I felt like it wasn't for that purpose it wasn't to make money from my dress but like my dress deserves its happy ending and I think it was like such an armor for me on on a day that I felt really vulnerable and like even if you do get married and and have your happy ending like you're still in a vulnerable position because it's like you're sharing your love like a really intimate experience between like friends and family and so I hope it gives her that kind of sense of like encouragement and beauty and confidence and I I honestly think it will I'm obsessed with you (laughs) I think you're the coolest person we've ever spoken to that's so nice thank you well I want we were like Al touched on earlier what's it like because we're both too scared to try it what's it like going viral on tiktok fuck fucking nuts (laughs) it really is is it it's so insane like like, because I said, t- trying to tell my mum that, like, I had, like, I've got, like, 7 million views in a video. She was just, like, well, 7 million what? views. And I was, like, it's just people who are... And I, I was just, this is just too much. And I was just, like... And when I told the girls and I told my brothers, and, and like, they were just, like, what the fuck? And it, it's just surreal. Like, I went to sleep, posted it, went to sleep, woke up with, like, nearly a, a million views overnight, like, over eight hours. I was just, like... I was, like, kind of going, is this me? Like, what? I was like pinching myself going like I'm just gonna go back to sleep and just wake up and it not be true do you know what I mean it was that kind of that moment did you want to delete it at any point you know when you wake up Al and I get this all the time hence the name of the podcast where you get the fear where you see like how big it's got and you're like fuck like this is huge <laughs> I think I was gonna delete it if I had like zero views so, like if I had 100 yeah, views I was gonna delete it then <laughs> because I was a bit like okay goodbye uh, I'll just keep that for myself but the fact that it like had like a, nearly a million views at that point I was like fuck, I can't delete it now because I like, I think people are duetted with it. I never knew you could duet with things. And I was like, and then when I saw the comments and I saw how much like, like women especially, like I think obviously it connects on a human level, but I think women especially connected with it because I think we get twisted into these kind of like, either like really like 
depressed or angry or psychopathic kind of women whenever we go through breakups, never kind of really empowering kind of experience that we get from it. And so the fact that I saw it had that impact, I was like, God, it made the day 10 times more worth it. And so I'm glad that it's had that kind of impact. That's such a good point about the tropes that like women get cast when they have their hearts broken. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Like, I think loads of women post, like, I've seen loads of TikToks about breakups. Like, they do it to soppy music or they do it to angry music or or they do it to fuck you music. And, like, that's a part of their healing. And you see a lot of people kind of going, oh, my God, you're really crazy for doing that. Or you're, you're, you really must be really depressed or this and that. And I'm like, we're not one thing. Like, we can still feel empowered by a breakup. So, and like whether we're sad or or angry or depressed or whatever we are, we're still strong in that moment because we're deciding to still live in that moment. So that's why, like, I'm glad that I did what I did. That's good. I'm glad there was lots of positivity. That's really nice because it is like ultimately a positive story. But you do open yourself, even if it's a positive story, you open yourself up to like people kind of questioning and and kind of doubt in the situation well i was i was thinking that as well i bet there was some negativity on there because a video cannot go viral on tiktok without a shit ton of negativity because it's a breeding it's a breeding ground for like trolls and people to anonymously just like just spur on they're they're just they can be so nasty on there like i saw comments on there saying that like he moved to canada and i was like what, what? where's people what, like and I had like my cousin bless her so uh she had a nan ring her up and go I've seen the Callums move to Canada wow did he get th- where, where's he gone and she was like nan what do you mean and she was like he's gone to Canada and then she rang me she's like Kale has Callum gone to Canada and I was like no I've got his passport I'm giving it to his dad <laughs> and they were like oh okay and like there was people going oh I must have been like a bitch or whatever no offense even if I was a bitch and I was the most horrible person I still would deserve I still deserve to be told right by that person like right regardless but like at the end of the day fuck him fuck anybody who's on his side because of at the end of the day, he did a shit thing. He's now got to live with that. And as like psych- psychotic as it sounds, like I know now that if he gets a new girlfriend and they Google him, because some good girls do that, they Google their, their partners, all they will see is what he done. So that's my bit yeah. of like, not revenge, but yeah, it is a bit of my revenge. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, a bit of come up Yeah. 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 100%. I'd say he must have like... You know when you do you like and I imagine that I'm putting it on like one 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 level, but like I get FOMO if like anybody that I know has fun without me with someone else that I know, and like not only must have he had like I mean presumably he thought he'd leave you'd fall to the ground yeah. wailing you'd be in, like incapacitated couldn't function the day would be off you'd be miserable for the rest yeah. of your life and that would be that. But he must have got such a shock when he, like, opens TikTok and it's like, oh, my God, that's my day. And all my friends and everybody's having the best time because I'm not there. Yeah, absolutely. Awkward. Oh, yeah, you see his groomsmen walk in. Like, you see, like, um, so the guy who walks in, first of all, that's my best friend's husband, Chrissy, and he's just like like this going is there and then you see like his friend in his kilt and he's like pumping his fists in the air and you see them walk in which is why I wanted to include it because like I just wanted to honour them and thank them in a way for staying and 
yeah, it was just incredible. And like, I think absolute major FOMO. I would have major FOMO if that had happened to me because it was an absolute sick party. Like there was like... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm jealous. I've got FOMO. <laughs> there was a lot of shapes done on the dance floor. Probably shapes that should never been seen, but it's fine. It was, it was brilliant. Can I, can I ask, um, this is like, probably, like you don't have to answer this. It's probably too personal a question. But like, if you then, if you now go on to meet someone else... Do you, would you like to get married again? Would you get married again? Would you do the day again? So yeah, I actually would because I think that's why I saved the ceremony room. And for me, like, okay, I've had like previous experience in previous relationship, even in the previous relationship I was with, with Callum, that like past experience had affected the way that maybe he treated a situation. And it's something that I've never wanted to do. Like, I don't want to sacrifice my partner who in the future's day because they may have dreamed about having their family or getting married and having a day and getting drunk and celebrated with their friends and why should I take that away from them and I think I would probably just make it a day I think I'd probably like do like the ceremony room and and have that kind of be my kind of like happy ending I think so I'm, that's what I've saved for my actual wedding day now so I'm glad that I've saved the kind of more intimate part and I I know now that when I go to if I ever have another wedding I know what the speeches are going to be like so I may kind of revise them or, or swap my maid of honour over because they let out some of my dirt so I might have to get other people in <laughs> to kind of of course <laughs> your the speeches went ahead at your wedding yes it did yeah but you're not wedding wedding that's amazing. So your maid of honour, did your dad do a speech as well? No, my dad, bless him, um, had to go down to help my mother get changed because my mother's dress was a bit like things. So they were coming back and he's not a big talker. So I was never going to make a speech, but I made a speech in the end, like thanking everybody for being there. I swore a lot throughout it. And <laughs> I just, for me, the day was like, because I've got like so many nieces, like I wanted to show them like, because they're like ranging from like, eight months to like 21 some of them are like in their first ever relationships and going through their first ever heartbreaks and and things like that and I just wanted to show them like this is what can happen so like don't don't shy away from it do the fuck whatever you want like go with your gut instinct and that was what my speech was about and then the girls um like my sister, because I had two maids of honour, my sister, bless her, like when I heard her talk about the fact that she wants her daughter, like who's eight months Ivy, bless her, to have half the strength that I have. And I think that kind of solidified, like, like I'm strong, if that makes sense. And I can do this. And I'm glad that I had my nieces and nephews around me on that day. Yeah, you're a fucking superstar. Like a rock You're star. You're so strong. I keep wanting to cry and then I'm like, no, you wouldn't. What would Kaylee do? She just she'd get a shot of tequila. I cannot do that. I am I am pregnant, but I will I will do it afterwards. After. I have a couple of shots after. after. And then I saw at the end of this morning's interview that that your honeymoon mm-hmm. was contributed yes. towards. Yes. That's Are so you going? Cool. Like, so I can't remember the, the figures, but basically the, this morning map, some people have donated yeah. money. So um, so I got given, I think, by Hayes a grand, and I think this morning donated another grand on top. So, um, and to be fair, because of, like, the wedding cost so much, like the honeymoon we kind of sacrificed on. So it was like, that's why we were going to his family's apartment. 
and I've always kind of dreamed of either going to like Maldives or things like that so what my sister said to do is just go on a holiday once in a lifetime trip it's not going to cover everything but you then can can contribute on top of it get somebody with you and just go having a fucking amazing time and I think that's what I'm going to do with it is like have a once in a lifetime trip something I'm never going to be able to go and do again and just enjoy myself and I think that's what I'm going to do with the money is just kind of like kind of treat myself you 100% deserve that (laughs) have the best fucking time of your life I will you deserve nothing less (laughs) like I honestly just think so many people would fucking crumble men women anybody and you've like I'm, I don't know you, but I'm so proud of you. I just think, like, presumably, like, you've just gone back to work and you've just... So I've taken some time off work just for the minute, just Good because of, like, I'm either at the stage where I laugh, cry, or punch somebody, and, like, yeah. I don't want to end up punching somebody in work. I think that's no. the... No. <laughs> HR not ideal. It's not what you need. Yeah. Exactly. It's not ideal. And, like, because I'm going through the motions all throughout the day, like, it's, like, it's a bit of a grieving process at the moment. And, like, yes, like... Um, so there are moments where like I just want to kind of like crumble and I let myself crumble like I give myself like I think I call my give myself like half an hour to cry to listen to soppy music and then I'm like okay once my timer comes off I'm like okay I gotta pick my shit up and wipe the mascara away I allow myself to have those moments but then I also allow myself to be happy and also be angry um, because I think it's justifiable but I think I'm, I'm taking this time off work just to kind of find me again because I was about to become like Mrs. Norton. So, and I'm kind of grieving that and I'm trying to find now who this is. And I kind of like, I'm inspired by what I've been able to create on social media. And I want to try and see if I can kind of continue that bit of like empowerment just for myself and for others as well. Well, you've inspired me. I mean, um, forget your daughter and Kaylee, forget your niece. Like I hope to grow up to have half the strength that you do. Me too. Yeah. Me too. You're amazing. Thank you so so much for talking to us Thank and sharing you your me. story. It's it's epic, and I know it's like you know, it obviously there's a lot of bad stuff in there as well. But what you made of it was just amazing, and it sends such a strong and powerful message to so many people. So thank you so so much. Honestly, thank you like so much for giving me this like, kind of a d- different type of platform, and it is incredible. And like, and I was speaking to my mum the other day, and I was like something I've always tried to kind of do is like not define myself purely on the bad moments but like I try to define on how I overcome them if that makes sense like how I define myself is how I picked up my shit or how I like took all this stuff back gave it all back I didn't I didn't break in anything I was all done dignified to be fair like the one thing my friend did do when we packed up a shit she emptied a jigsaw box and shuck it all and took one piece of the jigsaw she was like if you're not going to oh, be savage I'm going to be savage evil, I love it <laughs> and I let her have her moment um but yeah like I just define myself based on my actions and like I just want other people to kind of feel like whether you cry or even if you don't have the party like it's completely understandable like just as long as you own your shit and own the moment and just be proud of it we love it we love you you're amazing (laughs) thank you so so much kaylee thank you so much for listening should i delete that it's part of the acast creator network 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.